Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? You thought you missed us this week. You're like, yes, they quit. They didn't put an episode out on Tuesday. They're done. I don't feel obligated to listen to these two anymore. But, but <laughs> it was a jam-packed week. Very busy here on the homestead. Very busy. A lot of stuff going on. So now we're recording. <sighs> a lot going on. A lot um, going on. A lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Where should we begin? <laughs> um, Should we talk maybe about just the weird... That, it's not really paranormal, but like maybe we'll start with that. Because this is a paranormal show, you know? Yeah. Before we get into our bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it's still our bullshit. Well, we're back on our bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we're back on our bullshit today. Yeah. It's Friday. Yeah. The and children are off. And away. Off and away. <laughs> In distant lands. But uh, last Friday, you had something interesting kind of happen. Like I said, it was an eventful week. You had an event you had to go to. And last Friday, we were searching for a dress that you needed to wear for this thing. And you wanted to wear green. And I found this pair of green earrings. I was like, oh, this will be perfect. And you were like, I'm not buying those. Blah, 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 blah. Well, so let's backtrack a, backtrack a tiny bit. We went out and I was feeling meh. All right. I ended up having an ear infection. Right. The little guy had an ear infection. You both got ear infections. You both got ear infections. <laughs> We're good. He's totally fine. I'm still stuffy and all that stuff, but mm -hmm. ear infection, gone. It's great. Unfortunately, we had to do the antibiotic route, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, man, when it's an ear infection, there's no, there's just no getting around that. No. Remember the one I had a few years ago? Oh. It was like 2019. It's terrible. It was awful. They're just so painful. They are. Felt like someone was stabbing my brain with a big giant skewer. Just that's poking exactly it. what they feel like. Thank goodness, mine. I don't think he, our son, felt it as bad. No. I. But um, wow. I was getting there, and the one that you had a few years ago, you were just you. You left in the middle of the night. Didn't I you went to the hospital? emergency room at one o'clock in the so morning. So not like me, though. No, to do something I like will it. avoid an emergency room at all costs. But this was yeah. like, this was bad. And you know what happened? This is what gave me the ear infection. That goddamn neti pot. I know. So, I used to use the neti pot religiously because I get sinus infections all the time, and. uh I was watching one of these spiritual people on YouTube a few years ago, and they were like, oh, if you want to really do a deep clean on your nasal passage, on your nasal canal, you got to do the neti pot with the ionized salt, and you need to... Which is true. Right. So when, But this person said, when you do it, put it in there, hold it in, and then put your head down <laughs> and like mm. clean everything out. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Big mistake. And I did it. And it like, first of all, it just like went. I mean, that's all... just like, just thinking about it, make my eyes water. It was... you did that. Why didn't you talk to me first about and that? And it went right into my ear and it just. It's a that... huge bird out there. I'm sorry. Look at that thing. That is a hawk. Does it look gigantic? It does look gigantic. Anyway. Oh, that might be a vulture actually. Now that I look at it, it Maybe. looks like it has a pink head. Anyway, so I got that wicked, terrible 
ear uh, infection. Yeah, that was sorry. The ADD is off horrible. the charts. We're recording in our state Squirrel. of the art, state of the art <laughs> studio, and there's a vulture flying around. That was We're... the second one. I'm saying that was number two. No, that's the same one. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> there are two vultures. So there's probably something dead over there, probably in the Squatch Lands. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I got that terrible ear infection. Brutal. Yeah, I felt so bad for you. Uh huh. There's just no relieving it. None. So you just have to like you get to the point where you're like, should I stick something in my ear? Yes. And pop it. Right. And it's like, no, no, don't do that. Right. <laughs> should I make myself deaf? Like at it, this it would point. Right. Yeah. Just jam it's... a pen in there. <sighs> get some relief. I was putting garlic in there. I, like nothing was working. I know. But uh, so yeah. So anyway, back to back my, to back what we were talking story. about. Story. <laughs> So yeah, tell what happened that yeah, morning. Yeah, so anyway, we went out and... No, tell what happened before, because this is... Before? Yeah, where your mother dropped off. Oh, right. Before we left, my mom had a bunch of jewelry from my from my grandmother, and I didn't have time to look at it. She just wanted me to have it. And I said, okay, thanks. And there was this jewelry box. You know, like, I don't know if... I didn't know if it was a ring, earrings. I didn't know what was in it. She there. gave you a bag of jewelry, and you said, cool, and you put it away. Pretty much. You didn't even look in it. I Because I, I didn't have time right. to look at it. So there's that. So then we went out and we went to a store and dropped the little guy off to school, went to a store, and then Nico found these earrings and he was like, oh, you should get these. They're so pretty and they'd be perfect for you, for mm. your dress. Emerald earrings. Yes. And I was like, ah. And they were on clearance. Yeah, they were on sale. So I was like, you should just get them anyway. They're nice earrings. Like, I was like, yeah, they're pretty. But they weren't like what I had in mind, you know? And they were a little dark, mm -hmm. right? Dark green. And I was like, I just, in my mind, I was thinking, I just wanted them a little bit lighter, a paler green. I couldn't explain it. It was just a color I couldn't explain anyway. Because um, my dress was really pretty. It was like a sage green. Mm -hmm. um, but almost like a... Um, like a teal. Blue, yeah. teal. Yeah, it was very interesting. So anyway, um, I go in. I said, I'm just going to try something on real quick. I come out. Nico had the earrings again. Yeah, I and went I, back and picked yeah. them up. I was like, you got to get these. Like, because again, we're we're crazy people. And we think that, you know, I believe that these different types of crystals and rocks all hold power. And the event was on a Wednesday. And Wednesday is related to Mercury. And it's, you know emerald is the color like the one of the stones of that day so i was like this is a great thing for you to wear right for this day so i had it in my head you were gonna wear some type of green thing as right. well and uh right you were like no just put them back i was like no you know what i don't feel good we gotta get out of here mm -hmm. i was dizzy my ear was crackling mm -hmm. i was like i gotta get out of this this store mm -hmm. so you're like are you sure why don't i buy them for you right like i'll just you go out to the car I'll, I'll wait in line and buy them. I was like, no, put them back. And that was it. I was yep. done. Yeah. So we come home. I look at, <clears throat> Nico's like, well, why don't you look through your grandmother's jewelry? And I was like, oh, okay. I sat down and I started looking. I opened up the box and in there were green stone earrings. Uh -huh. Same exact shape, a teardrop shape, just like the ones at the store, mm -hmm. except the stone and it was much more beautiful, mm -hmm. much more what I was looking for, a pale, iridescent, greenish, bluish mm -hmm. color. Um I, it was weird. Yeah. I mean I can't even and they were say your grandmothers. Like, and they were my grandmothers, which meant even more to me. It has so much more significance. They're from Ireland. I mean just beautiful earrings and uh 
we were, I, I opened the box and I was like, oh, and I just turned around. I was like, Nico, look at this. And he was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> right. It's just, so again, it's not like straight up paranormal. It's kind of like more, I would say angelic. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. like weird coin, like not maybe synchronicity, but it's, and again, that would I be, no- I feel like that had a lot to do with my grandmother. It did. And then she showed up on your computer. Remember that? Mm. That was weird. Yes. Tell that. Was it like two days before that? Like two days before that. This was so weird. Two days before that. Now, I have a new, newish MacBook. Mm-hmm. And, it's like a year old. Yeah. So my grandmother passed away in 2014. Mm-hmm. I'm on my computer and I was buying like clothes for my kids. <laughs> okay. On Old Navy. Like... Right. I was on Old Navy literally ordering clothes for the boys. And... I'm on there and all of a sudden I look in the cor- the top corner where it says like, you know, your information, like it would say like, hello, your name. And it said, hello, with my grandmother's name. Right. Not my name. We don't have the same name. No. But it said, hello. Yeah. Her name. And, and I was like, Nico, give me every minute. <laughs> like, this is a new account that you set up. Yep. It's under your credit card. Yes. Your grandmother would never shop at Old Navy, from my no. understanding. <laughs> like, I never met her, but, like, there was no logical reason for it to say her name in the top. No, I, I still can't figure out why. It's weird. Yes. And then two days later, you get these earrings. And then on top of that, and then your mother was like, oh, I have a bunch of other emerald stuff from her as well. Right. So that was her like, favorite stone. You just decked out an emerald. Yeah. But... But and her name isn't common. No. So that's what was very I mean, weird. You could say her, right? it doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah, just whatever. It's just a weird like there's no reason for her name to pop up yeah. on the computer. There was no reason. Like, what are the odds that we were looking at a pair of emerald earrings and then you have a pair sitting on our kitchen counter? Right. That you didn't even know existed. No, I had no idea. It's just again, it's not like the I most paranormal it's just more of a cool story. and it's it's personal to us but it's yeah. just like you got to pay attention to these things in your life because like they're magical right it's magic it's like yeah divine intervention it's just a crazy thing that happened right you know and that's how i look at life it's like yeah we can dwell on all this negative shit that goes on in our world and in our personal lives and everything but i think it's more important to look for them i do believe in magic and i do believe that there's magical moments in our life and something like that just opens your eyes to Mm -hmm. it and kind of refreshes like hello you know this world isn't so so bad it's Mm -hmm. what you make of it you know it's how you look through in your own lenses Mm -hmm. i don't know does that make sense no it makes a lot of sense like literally this is a magical realm it's governed by magic yeah. everything is magic the words we speak literally everything it's just most people have completely blocked it out but once you start paying attention to these things you see them stacking up like crazy and you're like it makes me wonder is everything predetermined like yeah like it's it's wild sometimes you think but i'm so happy to have those experiences because i want my children to grow up knowing and feeling that there's magic to this yeah. life I don't want them to grow up just so close-minded to, oh, you know. Right. Anything. Well, they're not. I mean, they. they no, they're not. But I'm, thank God. Too, but but I. Like... But what I'm saying is that's so sad to me, to not have imagination and ideas and 
um, be able to express them in mm -hmm. any way or for them to be able to express themselves, you know, but um, yeah, I, I'm glad to have those experiences. Yeah. So that was, that was very cool. Yeah. To witness. Very cool. And again, it might sound so small. Right, it's like benign to other people, but <clears throat> yeah. to, like, and that's, that's, that's like my whole point with these moments. Cause it's like, it's very special to that particular person. Right. And you need to pay attention to those things because they stack up like crazy. You start noticing synchronicities and stuff just going off the charts and it just all starts clicking. But but we've been fully immersed with my family stuff lately. Like right. my family, um, I don't I don't know if you guys remember last time we were on, I was yeah, talking about on my aunt and uncle that were babies that I don't remember where I left off with that, but you found the the card from the funeral and then you couldn't go there oh that's right so, so i then never we talked went. about going no okay so this is wild and then so, yeah. the like the story we're going to talk about later kind of ties in loosely a little bit but we'll get to that later this is yeah so if you recall we said the the people told us come in two and three two or three days later mm -hmm. so we did mm-hmm and um so we went what last thursday last tuesday because i was off that day it was last tuesday okay okay so this this tuesday of this week yes yeah. you and i yeah oh i'm saying the first time i went with my mom oh yeah that was last week yeah I so that's there. what i'm talking about yeah okay so i went with my mom and uh we found the monument with no i don't even know how to explain it we found the location and it said the hospital and basically it had a little writing it's kind of morbid like i wish i could remember exactly what it said but it was the babies of this hospital and it was the only part of the cemetery where there were no gravestones it's so weird because it's on the card that the lady from the funeral or the cemetery gave your mother it says baby boy blank there's no sister mentioned, even though everyone knows there was a twin sister. Yeah. And we'll get into that. And then on the top, it said, you know, lot, plot. It had like a plot number. Yes. And a to like a tombstone number. And then you get to this spot and there's no tombstones. They're all buried over. Or it's just not exist. It's just grass. It's just grass growing there. And there's one little plaque that's like, here lies the babies of so-and-so right. hospital. Come on to me, children. Like, right. It's like, yeah, I know. It was like very weird. And it's it's like we got so close and then it just and then it just oh there's no gravestone it's for crazy these babies but it woman, says there was i know on the card and so then, but the, yet the woman said but back in the 50s they might have they did things differently it doesn't matter there would still be something so the next step in the but then i look and i see like gravestones from like the 1700s i'm like but they yeah. didn't do it differently in the 1700s right like in the 50s all yeah, of a sudden crazy... they just and there's like a lot of dead kids in this cemetery like yeah families and just like it's a wild cemetery i might well say well that that one the catholic yeah. one is but the one next to it that's crazy is completely different there's stuff from like late 1600s 17 yeah. tons of stuff from the 1800s so you're telling me in the 1800s they gave babies and everything I full know, plaques and memorials and then we go there's no explaining and it's so frustrating and it's a small area right. there couldn't be maybe more than 20 babies in this area right and it's agree? just there's no i mean it's so small if, if i would say it's probably like a quarter 
uh, an eighth of an acre space. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just grass. Everywhere else, there's tombstones. Everywhere. And this just one this little one. patch it's has... It's like we were so close. And there's nothing there. So the next step is you guys have to get... Birth, go to the county. We're going to get, get birth and death certificates. Yeah. Yeah. And our conspiracy is what if... Oh, since, the sist- since the sister in this... What would have been my aunt? Wasn't mentioned on the card that the fe- the cemetery had. What if she was alive? Right. What if she didn't die? And what if they put her... In one of those homes. I just can't imagine my grandparents doing something like that. What if she was like, something was wrong with her and they didn't want to deal with it? Because there were so many, and we looked up, there's like places around our area that had, there's like these homes for the, un, un what was the one called? It was like, oh, the, um, for the undesirables or something. No, 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 no. The uncurables. The uncurables. There was Yikes. a home for the uncurables. And this place is crazy. We should do a whole like episode we just should. on those facilities around because it's like wild how many were here in like the 30s the 40s the 50s and then they all kind of start closing that i feel like matt from the great deception would get into that one with us i think he'd be curious about that yeah i'll I'll ask him but like it's just so crazy because it's like literally called home for the uncurables and there's like dozens of these things so around just this area like these homes that they just sent the undesirables the uncurable i don't want to think that though i know but you gotta wonder like what are the odds that they lost they have all these other records and they lost this one card right and then she said well they were probably just buried together and they didn't list her right that's what i'm saying makes sense i don't think one that they would bear we're not talking primitive times here we're talking the 50s like 59 like almost the 60s yeah so it's not like there would have been a birth certificate a death certificate social security number and my grandfather took care of it and he would have done it right it would if they buried them together let's say like save money or something like it would have said like baby boy and baby girl it's just it doesn't make any sense but yeah, I want to definitely do an episode oh, on so wild the me. crazy homes because they all start shutting down in like the 60s and 70s. And then they're all like spooky that would be as really, hell. Really, really, really interesting. We should go to some of them oh, if God. they're still around Maybe. because like some of the pictures are wild. Yeah. But uh. so, yeah, so that's a saga that. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you updated when more yeah. information comes out. Yeah, my it's... uncle actually sent my mom the home of the uncurables yes he's on it now so this is his my mom's brother he's on this whole bandwagon now too so they're like what like he can't even believe that we found what we found that was the whole situation is sketchy so like your grandmother went in for this and they split the three siblings up because your mother has two brothers and they split them all up it's like they were covering something up i don't know when you say it like that doesn't it sound weird though? Like, why would they send your mother to one aunt, your brother, her, her because brother? Because they're like monsters. Well, right, but like <laughs> that's why. Right, they're probably hard to handle. But yeah. at the same time, too, you start thinking like, what the hell actually happened? It's a weird thing. And then you get into the like family curse you guys have with all these different oh stillborns gosh. and whatnot. Like, it's we weird. Talk about that. I guess uh, we could touch on that real quick. There's a list, a long list of stillborns on your side. There is. And it's from the males. Okay, how do I explain this? Like my Italian grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, all the males. All the down. males going down the line. Married obviously out of the family. Their wives had stillborns. 
Right. So it's like the man, the seed is like yeah. what's called. It's again, this we're just being <clears throat> outlandish. But you don't think that's weird. It's weird. It's like weird. almost all your cousins have had like it's it's bizarre. Yeah. It's thank spooky. goodness it ended with my generation mm-hmm. so far. Right. No one, you know, right. my first cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't happened to that hasn't happened to any of us right but wow like before us mm-hmm. you know like it didn't happen to my mom but it happened to her sister-in-law mm-hmm. um happened to all of her pretty much all of her male cousins wives mm-hmm. happened to my grandmother had oh my gosh it goes down the line it's creepy it's so creepy but anyway um you think it's a generational curse i think it's some type of curse but uh yeah Hopefully that has ended. Yes. But uh, what else for housekeeping? Been watching. See, like, it's spooky season. And I, I'm so conflicted right now because all these other shows, they, they turn on the Halloween theme and they all do Halloween episodes and, like, spooky stuff. And it's like, we talk about spooky stuff year round. So, like, I'm not going overboard with the Halloween stuff for October, you know? Yeah. I was, like, kind of, like, really trying to figure out what can we do for like the Halloween specials. Yeah, but we do Halloween every day. Right. That's what I'm saying. We live Halloween (laughs) every day. You know, I I don't want to talk about like horror movies and stuff like that. And there's a million different things about the history of Halloween. Like anyone can go look that up. Well, I think you should tell them what you've been watching. Well, we started watching as a family and then you kind of. Yeah. Now your eyes are open to it. Right. So we're rewatching the Harry Potter trilogy because our, our little guy <clears throat> he's never watched them but he's obsessed with harry potter like he's yeah. going as harry potter for halloween i mean we've read them the books and stuff like that the older to the older one yeah the, the younger one hasn't well he wants to do whatever his older brother right but it's just like i'm re-watching these movies and i watched i like i was in like fifth grade when they came out when the first one came out yeah and like i haven't watched them in years and i like never saw the like i saw the first three and then i just didn't watch them ever again and i'm watching them and it's like i know it's fake like harry potter magic but there's some dark shit in these movies like really dark you, shit you watched how many last night Two i watched or three? i watched four and five when after everyone went to bed what I got, did we watch all together we started, three? We started watching three <laughs> and then i was like this is wild i mean they're talking about werewolves and shit like that and time travel so i was like i've never seen the fourth one Y'all are sleeping. I'm just going to start watching them because I'll rewatch them. You know what I mean? It's not like. Yeah. So I watched the fourth and fifth one and it's like there's some dark shit in there. Sacrifice, blood sacrificing. And then like in the fifth one, like the government basically comes in. The Ministry of Magic comes and takes over the school and they're dumbing down the curriculum. And it just it triggered me on a different level that like I was like, holy shit, like this is wild, you know, but we could do a whole deep dive into harry potter eventually i'm sure other people have done it but it, it's just from a conspiratorial op- like yeah. i wasn't thinking this way when i watched them when i was no i think younger. it's so funny because people will say like oh that harry it's not like harry pa- potter magic like blah 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 like no big deal that's because you've only watched episode or <laughs> episode one like star wars that's because you've only watched the first movie right well they're they, they still it, do that like the lightning bolts and shit like that of course but if you really pay attention right they're saying some crazy shit in there and it was like it's just interesting we can do a whole deep dive on harry potter but that was cool another another interesting movie yes i got a shout out ryan from uh dangerous world for this 
called Lunopolis. Oh, you, right. Yeah. You were not into it. <laughs> but if you want a good conspiracy. Well, I watched like, what, 10 minutes of you? Yeah. And you're like, this is fake. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. It's fake. But like, I didn't understand it going into it. They dropped some truth bombs, I think, about reality, dimensions, time travel. Now that you say Mandela what effect. it actually is, it's funny to me and quirky the way they filmed it. Yeah. But I didn't know that going in. I right. thought, but you didn't know what going in either. No, I, I went in cold. I right. had no idea okay. what I was watching. I was and like, I was, this is terrible acting. Right. What are we watching? It's a right found now? footage thing. But right. it, they, the truth that it drops that I, I believe it's got some heavy truth bombs in there hidden in this like mockumentary ancient alien type interview thing you know a it, mockumentary it's, that's a, yeah it's yeah. it's a mockumentary but and the acting's not that good and the quality's terrible but the stuff they're talking about with like mandela effects and how physical proofs of things don't disappear with this like shifting of dimensions that overlap it, it's it's a wild movie and i would recommend anyone watch it it's on amazon i think it's like five bucks to get it's definitely worth the five dollars i probably rewatch it with you now that i know yeah, what i'm getting myself into it's pretty cool and then so yeah that that's kind of like an update on what we're doing yeah polishing a lot of rocks still oh yeah you're on your rock that bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, as people always. seem to like the two little things i posted on you Instagram. Keep, just keep going i'm just gonna know? keep doing it because i've got literally hundreds and hundreds of if rocks you have any questions about crystals or rocks nico is your man reach out mm -hmm. rock tumbling yeah uh anything how to charge them recommend <laughs> what stones would be good for you he's good at this yeah and anyway, he just went, pick up he, what feels good he went balls deep balls to the wall <clears throat> but what i will say <clears throat> excuse me i've i went kind of crazy and i i would buy like everything crystal shops online ordering all these different types what i will recommend is and what i find myself going to and being drawn to more are the rocks i find myself all the smoky quartz i find like something if if you find it out in nature or and i'm not saying like something you buy from a crystal shop isn't doesn't work either but i'm finding with me and what i do with these things the stuff that i find has a much deeper mean like it feels of course it different. like you know what i mean yeah. and it's just it just brings a different level into it like, First of all, how cool is it that you're finding these right, things, right? Right. Like I found some like weird little like limestones with like garnets encrusted in them. And it's like, it, it, there's just so many cool rocks you and minerals around. You just your eyes open. Yeah. You just don't realize. Keep looking down, like you will find some wild rocks. And I know not everyone has that around them, but like, I'm telling you right now, and this is just my opinion. You can go to the crystal shop and buy something cool, but I, I would bet money that if you find a cool rock that means something to you out in nature that will have so much more power than anything you buy yeah. at like a crystal shop you of know because it's just it has that connection you have that story behind it you found it and then like for me i'm tumbling them so i'm putting all that intention into it too it's we're going off on into crazy town now but no, not. that's my opinion like i found that one rock the holy stone right <laughs> As you a had whole... your mind on you had your mind set on finding yeah a a rock with a hole in it right I've been trying to search for one since like last year when we huh. went to the beach okay. and then our friend Lehman messages me 
that day when we were in Cape Cod and he's like, have you found a holy stone yet? Like that day. And I was like, no. Uh, when I say holy stone, it's a rock that has a natural hole all the way through it. Yeah, I didn't know what he was talking about either. I thought right. it was really... I thought really it was really some hard. religion. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. No, it's just... A, a, they're called hag stones, holy stones, fairy stuff, anything. But like, we're on this different beach and I saw this big white chunk of quartz, perfectly round. And I was just going to leave it because I was like, I have so many pieces of white quartz. It doesn't make sense. And you were like, what about that one? And you point it to me and I was like, it's... It's just white quartz. Like I, I'm not gonna pick that up. It, there's nothing. I did. Yeah, you said what about that one? I was like, oh, eh. so I, I, oh, so you're crediting me for this? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. But that. I'm just saying it was so weird. Like Lehman messaged me, did you find a rock with a hole in it? Weird. <clears throat> and he was like, I think you're gonna find it today. And well, I was we like, were there at that the shark beach. At the shark beach up in Cape Cod, I see that rock, and I was like, ah, eh, I'm just gonna leave it. And then the tide, the wave comes in, picks up this rock, and it comes flying down and whacks me in the ankle. So. Lehman told me I was going to find one. You pointed this rock out. I saw it before you pointed it out and I just left it. And then the wave comes and smacks me in the ankle. So I'm like, all right, how well, many freaking signs, signs do I need? Right there. I pick it up and it's got not one, but two holes going through it. And they're small holes, but it's a big chunk of quartz with holes going all the way through. There you go. And I sleep with it every night. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wake up with like rocks and crystals like like stuck to my ass yeah i'm like what's this now oh cool yeah i wake up and like my hand has like indentations in it like i sleep with them under the pillow there's yeah. like bruises on my face it's, wor it's worth it it's totally worth it but <laughs> find your rocks folks find your rocks find your rocks you just go out and find something it doesn't even have to be a rock a stick a piece of glass something like well be careful. Yeah, I mean, don't pick up broken glass. Right. But I'm just saying, like, something you find is going to have so much more power in this metaphysical nonsense than, like, something you buy at a store. Right. And that gets into, like... But these rocks really do have some energy to them, though. They do. So... Everything is frequency and vibration. Yeah. Everything has a vibration. And we're just going off on some healing so. properties, for yeah. sure. Even um, if it's all just uh, placebo, if it works, go for it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work for you, okay, cool. You know what I mean? You'll get in out of it what you put into it. You know, if you it's put it, true. if you think it's bullshit, then it's not going to work. Yeah. That's how magic, if you think it's bullshit, it's not going to work. But if you believe in this stuff, it will work. And for me, like, there's certain rocks that I just like to have in my pocket. No matter where I go, I just like to have these specific rocks. And honest to God, I would rather lose my wallet than one of these because they're so like special. Wow. You know? Anyway. That's <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Like, cause I'll never find that again. Like I can replace my credit cards. I can do stuff. Like I cannot replace He's certain very rocks. Attached yeah. To these rocks. He would throw me off a bridge. No, first. I would not. He would throw, throw me in front of a moving truck, truck no. to save no but i'm just saying like that's how like i know much more know significant like i can't replace that specific rock like i'll never find another one like that <clears throat> but you love things <clears throat> you, you're very attached to things <clears throat> yeah but it's like why are we <clears throat> i don't know what's wrong with us who knows i thought we were better yeah 
no it's not like but it's like dumb stuff like you know what i mean i don't have like attachments to like big fancy things it's not like no i know it's not like oh my car i care so much about my car two shits about stuff like that right it's it's like quirky little significant things that i found that i hold on to you know what i mean it's sweet yeah so it's not like it is materialistic but it's not like i'm like oh i need to have the best new jacket and the best car and the best this and the best sentimental it's like little shit that i find yeah that i hold near and dear to my heart yes but anyway you want to talk about this topic that the 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 family fire thing that matt sent us so this was did you have anything else with our bullshit i just wanted to tell everyone i'm a room mother now oh yeah (laughs) this freaking nonsense (laughs) you got to get into that i don't even know where to begin honestly you signed up to be a room mother and I said, it's going to be a shit show, not because of anything you did, because of the <laughs> other people that were signing up. Like, we didn't know. Uh, I knew uh, just based on the, the emails that these yes, other women prior to I said, should I be a room mother? And you said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I said, okay. yeah, that'll be fun. Because the job of a room mother is like when the class, the kindergarten class has like a party or yeah. they have an event. You just go in and you help out and you play with the skadoochkins and you pass out cupcakes. Yeah, or like I was so excited about like like being part of yeah. it and seeing like how they interact and like how he's going to be in school, you know, right. like You're the background stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> spying on him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, And it took a left turn because <laughs> so i signed up and i got the email congratulations or whatever they yeah, said to me you made room mother. one of the pto people were like you know you we chose you to be like room mother and i was like oh cool all right and then it was like you know just be patient your first assignment will come soon in the meantime reach out to the teacher let her know you're the room mother okay mm-hmm. all right so i did that and these two other bitches come no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then i get another email and it's like here's an you know you you're both room mothers and mm-hmm. it was like the two of us and i was like okay cool like that's great and this other woman seems very much more type a type a than i am right so which is fine because like i'll handle like the art the artsy stuff like i'll take the pictures of the kids and like decorate and stuff like that and so she was like on it with lists you know and i was like perfect because i am not like this at all like i was like go for it and she was very excited about it all of a sudden and then darth vader came in (laughs) (laughs) we had it on we we were good yeah it was like the two of us were just handling handling it perfect First of all, we didn't get like an assignment yet. No, there's nothing. It was just like it's, basically like it's the most ridiculous. Let's put together a list of the kids and the parents so everyone knows who's who. Okay, great. You go ahead and do that because you're you're good at lists. She's she she's like I love lists. Mm-hmm. Like then that's good because I hate lists. So go for it. Mm-hmm. So then a week later, another one joined. out of the blue, we get joined with another one, and this one. Oh my gosh micromanaging to the like it's how do you even explain you can't even the the cattiness the bitchiness of these other two women so now the original type a mom that i'm working with 
and met her match, but times 10. And she came in late. Like this bitch came in late. And now she's like telling us running what to the show. Do. And the one of them, and then the, the, and they the just ignore mom, you. Now. They, I'm completely ignored. Completely. Right, you're on these. I'm on email, the group text, text messages, emails, and they don't even at this point. They're just involve me. Just passive aggressively bitching each other out. It's the most insane thing. And then you're like, so do I get the juice or not? And then they just ignore you, and it's like they're just. I, I couldn't believe it. So there's a Halloween party. Shots fired. Shots fired. 240. There's a Halloween party coming up. And they're like, like, it's like party emojis screaming. And I'm like. But they're taking this way too seriously. I'm happy to go in and excited, but I'm not that excited. Right. Like they're living. I'm not going to go in for like 10 minutes and like. Right. You're going to pass out a cupcake and a trick or treat bag. Okay. So anyway, these two start and it's like. It's been going on for over a week now. It's insanity. But then your phone's blowing up. Blowing with up. These two just bitching at each other. One up and on Sunday, I couldn't follow it. I couldn't follow it. And finally said, I said, Nanigo, go. I'm putting it down because I'm not even, I don't even know. How to they don't even acknowledge you anymore. So finally, all I said was, and probably two hours later, I'm not following this well. <laughs> LOL. Am I getting the juice or not? Uh-huh. And all they did was ha ha. They like can't you know you know how you can do that on, on your iPhone. Yeah, I got a ha ha, and no answer. And then they kept going. And they're just bitching. But it. they're not like like I wish really we could read it's very some passive aggressive. Like it they're is. not. It's the most insane, Holy stupid shit, shit I've but ever the seen. The one that's like controlling it all now, the one that came in late, that's it's messing it all, stuff is up. Messing it up. Like she's not like doing it right. And so I'm like shit. Like honestly, if I was just the room mother. It would be so simple. Right. You know? Just get some treats. We had to like, she's, wow. And They're like so, putting Amazon, like links. Wishless links for like a, fuck, sorry, a fucking <laughs> party. Like, what toy goes God. in the goodie bag? It's insanity. I can't, it's like, I can't even it's look at it because it's like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. This is like for a kindergarten class of like 16 or 18 kids. Yeah. It's like, what? is going on here we are living in the twilight zone and i know everyone is like screwed up now and everyone's losing their goddamn minds but this is like over the top and the teacher's not even involved she's just care less right she's so laid back she's just like yeah if you guys want to come in and take pictures cool like these two though are just and and like i said the problem is the one that took over is fucking it all up like she wants to be the one to write the email. She wants to be the one to be in Make charge of list. everything. And then she's like, "Oh, I forgot to send the email out." And we're but, like, "What?" Or she forgot to include this on it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's where I'm at. But I'm a room mother now. That's and you regret every my second journey. Of it. <laughs> and now I you're just, trying to involve me in this shit. I don't want to be involved. I, I got too you? much other stuff going hell? on. I said, listen to this. That's <laughs> right. all I said. I don't need to hear it. Let me read this to you because I feel like I'm crazy right no, now. No, it's it's insanity. But, That's uh, all. But yeah, so no, I'm happy to go in. I can't wait in a way, but now I sort of regret it because, wow. It's just psychotic. It's, it's actually like it's watching like two like people just try to tear each other down while being nice. Yeah, like, oh my god, you're so great at making this list, but you're an idiot too. Like it's like, like but you forgot this and this and this. Ha right. ha 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 ha. All the ha ha's 
while like the insults are being shot and you're just like do i get the juice boxes or not so am i getting the juice right that's it anyway so that's where that's, let's wrap this so up. that's fun <laughs> sorry i was tangenting on that tangenting so our good friend Matt over at The Great Deception sent me this uh, story that I had never heard of before, and it's kind of interesting. And it's the Sodder children disappearance. Okay. Have you heard anything about no, this? No, and I'm excited to hear. I, I've done very minimal digging. So you've done no research. Very minimal research, but I'm going to read this, and then we're going to just talk about it. Because okay. it's, it's pretty weird. Okay. So um, this happened... There's the Sodder family. They had a big fire at their house. They had nine kids. Five of them went missing. When? What's this happened in 1945. Okay. Weird times. Yeah. Okay. Right right after the war. Okay. So it's like... Ten kids? They had nine kids. Nine kids. Five went missing. And they assumed they died in the fire. But then weird shit started happening where people were seeing them. And there was no evidence of the bodies afterwards. And it gets weird. So I'm going to read stuff to you. Okay. So I am reading from the wikipedia page okay just to be fair because but it's it's interesting okay so it says the solder children disappearance on christmas eve december 24th 1945 a fire destroyed the solder residence in fayetteville west virginia a lot of weird shit happens in west virginia uh at this time it was occupied by george solder his wife jenny and nine oh nine of their ten children so they did have ten children but I think one was older and not living with them. Okay. So during the fire, George, Jenny, and four of the nine children escaped. The bodies of the other five children have never been found. Their surviving Sodder family believed believed for the rest of their lives that the five missing children survived. And then there's they put up like billboards and stuff. But wait, they believe that they survived? Yeah, because I'm gonna read some of the stuff to you, and it's okay. crazy. Um after the fire, they never rebuilt the house. They turned it into a memorial site. Um, and then in the 50s, as they came to doubt that the children had perished, the family put up a billboard at the site along uh, State Route uh, 16 with the pictures of the five kids offering a reward. Um, I'm just, just kind of scrolling through it. Some people suspected it might have been arson, like a like an attack. But let's get into the events. Okay. <clears throat> So Christmas Eve, 1945, house fire. The Sodder family celebrated on Christmas Eve, 1945. Marion, who was 19, their oldest daughter, had been working at a dime store in downtown Fayetteville. Um, and she she showed up, I guess, all these other kids there, right? Yeah. Let, let me just scroll through because it gets a little, I don't want to read the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so this is where it gets weird. So it's Christmas Eve. All the kids are there and everything. So the telephone rang at 12.30 a.m. Jenny woke up and went downstairs to answer it. The caller was a woman whose voice she did not recognize, asking for a name she was not familiar with, with the sound of laughter and clinking glasses in the background. Okay. Jenny told the caller she had reached the wrong number, later recalling the woman's weird laugh. She hung up and returned to bed. As she did, she noticed that the lights were still on and the curtains were not drawn, two things that children normally attended to when they stayed up later than their parents. Uh, Marion had fallen asleep on the living room couch, so Jenny assumed that the other children who had stayed up later had gone up to the attic where they slept. She closed the curtains and turned out the lights. So this is all happening on Christmas Eve. Okay. At 1 a.m., Jenny was awakened again by the sound of an object hitting the roof of the house with a loud bang. 
then a rolling noise. After hearing nothing further, she went back to sleep. <clears throat> After another half hour, she woke up again smelling smoke. When she got up again, she found that the room George, the father, used for his office was on fire around the telephone line and fuse box. Jenny woke him, and he turned and woke his older son. And in turn, he woke his older son. Both parents and the four, four of their children, Marion, Sylvia, John, and George Jr., escaped the house. They had frantically yelled to the children upstairs but heard no response. They could not go up the stairway because it was all in flame. Uh, this said, John said in his first police interview that he went up to the attic to alert the siblings sleeping there, though he later changed his story to say he had only called up there. So it starts getting convoluted. The, who who's john a brother one of the brothers okay okay <clears throat> so there's a fire around 1 30 a.m yeah after she hears this the phone loud call, the, there's a the weird, weird phone noise. call okay and there's a big thud on the roof she hears yeah. something roll down okay then a half hour later she wakes up smelling smoke and fire around like the telephone fuse box and everything yeah. it's on fire Okay, it says efforts to find and aid the and rescue the children were unexpectedly complicated. The phone did not work. So Marion ran to the neighbor's house to call the fire department. A driver on the nearby road had also seen the flames and called from a nearby tavern. They too were unsuccessful. They were unsuccessful because they could not reach the operator or because the phone there turned out to be broken. Either the neighbor nor the passing motorist uh Either someone was eventually successful in reaching the fire department from another phone in the center of town. George climbed the outside of the house. This is the father uh, outside wall and broke open the attic window, cutting his arm in the process. He and his sons intended to use a ladder uh, to rescue the other kids, but it was not in the usual spot. So someone moved this ladder that they had outside. It, it gets weirder and weirder. Um, then there was a water barrel, a water barrel that could have been used to extinguish extinguish the fire was frozen solid so they had like big water barrel outside that was frozen solid the ladder that was usually against the house was nowhere to be found then he tried to pull his trucks he had like a coal uh transport business okay he tried to pull his trucks up to the side of the house so he could climb in um but neither of the trucks would start when they were working perfectly what? fine yeah so it says frustrated the six solders who had escaped had no choice but to watch the house burn down and collapse over the next 45 minutes. So the whole house burnt down in about 45 oh minutes. God. They assumed the other five children had died. The fire department, low on manpower due to the war and relying on individual firefighters to call each other, did not respond until later that morning. Chief F.J. Morris said the next day that he had already that the already slow response was further hampered by his inability to drive the fire truck. So the fire chief couldn't drive the fire truck. Requiring that he what? wait till someone. It, it's so. Was he drunk? I don't know. Okay, the firefighter of one wh whom was the brother of Jenny's. Wait, I don't know what that means. Could do little but look through the ash. So they they looked through the ashes. So the so the wife's brother. Yeah. Okay. So the wife's brother. Uh, they looked through the ashes that were left at the solders by 10 a.m. Morris told the solders that they had not found any bones as might have been expected in the other uh, children that had been in the house. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm doing a terrible job reading this, but it's crazy. According to another account, they did find a few bone fragments and internal organs, but chose not to tell the family. It has also been noted by modern fire 
professionals that their search was cursory at best. Nevertheless, Morris believed that the five children unaccounted for had died in the fire, suggesting it had been hot enough to burn the bodies completely. Aftermath. So wait, so, so they're saying mm -hmm. that did happen? That <laughs> so they did this find was bodies? initially, yes. Yeah, so some One report said that they found bones and fragments of organs and stuff. Another report said they found- But they, they didn't found, tell the family this. Right. So it's suspect what at best. Hell? Right. Aftermath. Morris- this is the fire chief, told George to leave the site undisturbed so that the state fire marshal's office could conduct a more thorough investigation. However, after four days, George and his wife could not bear the site anymore, so he bulldozed five feet of dirt over the site with the intention of converting it to a memorial garden for the lost children. The local coroner conveyed <clears throat> an inquest the next day, which held that the fire was... Uh, Accident. It was an accident caused by faulty wiring. Among the jurors was a man who had threatened George that his house would be burned down and his children destroyed in the... So if you go into the backstory a little bit, I guess George made some anti-Mussolini remarks and oh. someone threatened him. Okay. And there's some like mafia ties that come into this a little Jesus. bit too. So it gets weirder and weirder. So death certificates <laughs> were, were issued for the five children in December on December 30th. Okay. The local newspaper contradicted itself, stating that all the bodies had been found. But then later in the same story, reporting that only part of one body was discovered. George and Jenny were too grief-stricken to attend the funeral on January 2nd, 1946, although their surviving children did. <clears throat> so it's kind of assumed that the kids died. Yeah. And then afterwards some weird shit starts happening Okay, where people start kind of like reporting that maybe they had seen the kids getting taken away in a car or standing somewhere. So okay. not long afterward, as they began to rebuild their lives, the Sauter family started to question the official findings about the fire. They wondered why, if it had been caused by an electrical problem, the family's Christmas lights remained on throughout the fire's early stages when the power should have gone out. Then they later found the ladder that had been missing from the side of the house on the night of the fire at the bottom of an embankment 75 feet away. What? So someone was like tampering with shit. A telephone repairman told the Sodders that the house phone line had been had not been burned through the fire, as they initially thought, but it was cut by someone who was willing to climb 14 feet up a pole and reach two feet away to do it. So someone cut the line before this fire happened. To the phone? Yeah, cut the phone line. So someone cut the phone line, Threw the ladder out. It's like this is getting more and this more premeditated. Yeah. <clears throat> a man whom neighbors had seen stealing a block, stealing a block and tackle from the property around the time of the fire was identified and arrested. He admitted to the theft and claimed he had been the one who cut the phone line, thinking it was a power line, but denied having anything to do with the fire. Having no record identifying the suspect exists. Oh, however, no record of this person even exists and why he would have wanted to cut any utility lines when stealing something was never explained. Jenny said in 1968 that if he had cut the power line, she and her husband, along with the other four children, would have never been able to make it out of the house. Jenny also had trouble accepting Morris's belief that all traces of the children's body had been burned completely in the fire. Many of the household appliances had been found still recognizable, along with fragments of the tin roof. She contrasted the result of the fire with a newspaper account of a similar house fire that she read from around the same time that killed a family of seven, where skeletal remains were found. <coughs> she so even they're went saying like there's skeleton. 
like everything just burned. They're saying everything just disintegrated in this fire, but like appliances didn't and stuff. Huh, okay. Right. So Jenny, we even went as far to burn small pieces of animal bones to see if it would completely, and none ever were. An employee at the local crematorium, uh, she contacted them and told her that human bones would remain after a fire up. Human bones remain even after bodies are burned at 2000 degrees Fahrenheit for two hours, which is far longer and hotter than the house fire could have been. So she started to get suspicious after she heard, oh, somebody cut the yeah power line or the, so the telephone line weird. yeah so but at first she believed it of course right. <clears throat> and then after they started seeing these little clues like someone threw the ladder and cut the telephone line and she's like wait a minute is right. that what happened? and then she found out that like there was another fire that killed seven people and they were able to find skeletal remains. yeah and then so she talked to the crematorium and they said yeah bodies burned at 2000 degrees would still be intact like there'd still be bones and stuff yeah then the Sodders truck failure to start was also considered. George believed that the trucks were tampered with, uh, possibly by the same person. And, but it just gets contradicted constantly because then uh, one of George's son-in-laws told the um, newspaper in 2013 that they might have just flooded the engines. Some accounts have suggested the wrong number. Phone call to the solder house might have been somehow connected to the fire. However, investigators later located the woman who had made the call. She confirmed it had been a wrong number on her part. And this is subsequent developments. As spring approached, the solders, as they had said, bull, uh, would, they bulldozed over the place. They planted flowers. Jenny tended to it carefully the rest of her life. However, further developments in early 1946 reinforced the family's belief that the children were, that they were memorializing might be in fact alive somewhere evidence soon emerged indicating that the fire had not started in the electric in the electrical fault and was instead set deliberately the driver of a bus that passed through Fayetteville late Christmas Eve said he had seen some people throwing balls of fire at a house a few moments later when the snow had melted Sylvia found a small that's one of the sisters found a small hard dark green rubber ball like object in a brush nearby George recalling his wife's account of a loud thump on the roof before the fire oh. before the fire said it looked like a pineapple bomb or a hand grenade or some other incendiary, incendiary device used in combat. The family later claimed that contrary to the fire marshal's conclusion, the fire had started on the roof, although by then there was no way to prove it. Other witnesses claimed to have seen the missing solder children themselves. One woman who had been watching the fire from the road, said she had seen some of them peering out of a passing car while the house was burning. What? Another woman at a rest stop between Fayetteville and Charleston said that she had served them breakfast the next morning and noted the presence of a car with a Florida license plate in the rest stop parking lot. The Sodders hired a private investigator named C.C. Tinsley from a nearby town of Gauley Bridge to look into the case. Tinsley informed the family that uh, the insurance salesman, who had threatened George over his anti-Mussolini sentiments, had been on the coroner's jury that ruled the fire an accident. He also learned of rumors around Fayetteville that despite his report to the Sodders that no remains had been found in the ashes, Morris had found a heart, which he later packed into a metal box and secretly buried. Oh my God. So the fire marshal found a heart. A and... heart? Secretly buried it? Right, but then it gets weirder. 
Morris had apparently confessed this to a local minister and who in turn confirmed it to George. George and Tinsley went to Morris and confronted him about this. Morris agreed to show the two where he had buried the metal box and they dug it up. They took what they found inside the box to the local funeral director, who after examining it, examining it, told them it was fresh beef liver. What? Yeah, it's this it's, is the most mm. wild story. Is this real? Yes. Yes. No way. Why? First of all, why would the freaking fire, fire marshal? This is like I think it's a huge conspiracy. Like somehow they kidnapped these five kids, lit a fire tried to set it up to make it look like like this fire marshal put raw beef liver in a box and then later was trying to claim that it was a heart that he buried from one of the kids and he didn't have the heart to tell the family i mean it makes no sense because it said the beef liver had never even been exposed to fire now obviously if it was one of the kids hearts it would have like burned up or been found in some type of other remain it's so not just like, like raw beef liver? Just like a chunk of raw beef liver oh sitting in the fire. God. It's like the 9-11 no. uh, passport that was just sitting perfectly there. Stop it. Like, I mean, it's like the dumbest shit ever. Anyway, later, more rumors circulated around Fayetteville that Morris had afterwards admitted the box with the liver had indeed not come originally from the fire. He had supposedly placed it there in hopes that the Sodders would find it and be satisfied that the mission children had indeed died in the fire. Why, Why? would he go out of his way to do that? Then in 1949, uh, on one occasion, George saw a magazine photo of a group of young ballet dancers in New York City. One of them looked like one of his missing daughters, Betty. He drove all the way to the girl's school where he repeated uh, demands to see the girl himself, but he was refused. What? Yeah. So he saw in a magazine photo, a group of young ballet dancers. right now. George, George also tried to interest the Federal Bureau of Investigation in investigating what he considered to be a kidnapping. <clears throat> FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover personally responded to his letters and said, although I would like to be of service, the matter related appears to be of a local character and does not come with the investigation, uh, investigative jurisdiction of this bureau. If the local authorities requested the bureau's assistance, he added, he would, of course, direct agents to assist, but Fayetteville police and fire departments declined to do so. In August of 1949, George was able to persuade Oscar Hunter, a Washington, D.C. pathologist, to supervise a new search through the dirt at the house site. After a very thorough search, artifacts including a dictionary that had belonged to the children and some coins were found. Several small bone fragments were unearthed, uh, determined to have been human vertebrae. The bone fragments were sent to Marshall T. Newman, a specialist at the Smithsonian Institute, and we know all about the Smithsonian and how good they are at covering stuff up. They were confirmed to be lumbar vertebrae from the same person. Since the transverse, I haven't read this part yet. Since the transverse recess are fused, the age of this individual at death should have been 16 or 17, the Newmans reported. The top limit of age should be about 22, blah, 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 blah. Thus, given this age range, it's not likely that the bones were from any of the five missing children. Because they're all much younger. Much younger. The oldest one was 14. So who the hell was this? Right. They just found these random bone fragments of someone that would have been like 16 or 17 when the oldest kid would have been, uh, what does it say? Maurice had been 14 at the, at the time, although the report allowed that vertebrae. So it could have been the 14-year-olds, but it's like kind of unlikely. And why was there no other bone fragments? <clears throat> this is weird too. Newman added that the bone showed no sign of exposure to the flame. 
Further, he agreed that it was very strange that those bones were the only ones found since a wood fire of such short, short duration should have left full skeletons of all the children behind. The report concluded that the vertebrae had instead most likely come from the dirt George had used to bulldoze the site. Later, Tinsley supposedly confirmed that the bone fragments had come from a cemetery in nearby Mount Hope, but he could not explain why they had been taken from there or how they came to be at the fire site. The Smithsonian returned the bone fragments to George in 1949. According to their According to its records, its current location is unknown. The investigation and its findings attracted national attention. The West Virginia legislator held two hearings on the case in 1950. Afterwards, however, Governor Oakley L. Patterson and State Police Superintendent W.E. Burchett told the Sodders the case was hopeless and closed it at the state level. The FBI decided it had jurisdiction as a possible interstate kidnapping, but dropped the case after two years of following fruitless leads. These kids are still considered missing this to this is day. Wild. Like if you look on How the Wikipedia page, hear this. How is this not a movie? I know, but they're still considered missing to this day. What? Yeah. So it, I mean, it goes on and on, but it says continuing the investigation with the end of the official efforts to resolve the case. The Sauter family did not give up hope. They had flyers printed up with pictures of the children, offering a five thousand dollars reward. And it doubled to 10000 for information <clears throat> that would have settled the case for even one of them. In 1952, they put up a billboard at the site of the house and along another and another along U.S. Route 30 near Anstead with the same information. It would be in time to uh, become a landmark for the traffic through Fayetteville. Blah, blah, blah. Family's efforts sort, soon brought another reported sighting of the children after the fire. Ida Crutchfield, a woman who ran a Charleston hotel, claimed to have seen the children approximately a week afterwards. I do not remember the exact date, she said in a statement. The children had come in around midnight with two men and two women, all whom appeared to be uh, of Italian extraction. When she attempted to speak to the children, one of the men looked at me in a hostile manner. He turned around and began talking rapidly in Italian. Immediately, the whole part party stopped talking to me. She recalled that they left the hotel early the next morning. Investigators today do not, however, consider her story credible as she only had seen as she had only first seen photos of the children two years after the fire, five years, which was five years before she came forward. Okay. <clears throat> but if she didn't know they were like, you know, I mean, I'm sure she heard that they were missing. Yeah. Like, why didn't she come forward then? That's still weird. It's still weird. George followed up. Leads in person traveling from areas where tips had come from. A woman from St. Louis, Missouri, claimed Martha was being held in a covent there. A bar patron in Texas claimed to have overheard two other people making incriminating statements about a fire that happened on Christmas Eve in West Virginia some years before. None of those proved significant. When George heard later that a relative of Jenny's in Florida had children that looked similar to his, the relative had to prove the children were his own before George was satisfied. So, I mean, it just gets weirder yeah. and weirder. In 1967. These poor people. I know. He went to Houston to investigate. I mean, they just like never ended. 1967. Uh-huh. This happened 1949? 1945. This guy's still yeah, searching he, because you're probably just like, I got to get to the bottom of this shit. Right. I don't think he ever stopped like looking for these kids his entire life. Oh, my God. Okay. So, let's see. They knew. They knew it in their guts. Right, that, that the kids dead. weren't dead. Yep. 
<clears throat> okay, so it, he went to Houston. A woman there had written to the family saying that Lewis had revealed his true identity to her one night after having too much to drink. She believed that he and Maurice were both living in Texas. However, George and his son-in-law, Grover Paxton, were unable to speak with her. Police there were able to f help find them, find the two men she had indicated, but they denied being the missing sons. Paxton said years later that doubts about the denial lingered in George's mind, George's mind for the rest of his life. Another letter that they received that year brought the Sodders what they believe the most credible evidence um, that at least Lewis was still alive. One day, Jenny found in the mail a letter addressed to her postmarked in Central City, Kentucky, with no return address. Inside was a picture of a young man around 30 with features strongly resembling Lewis, who would have been in his 30s if he had survived. On the back, it was written, Lewis Sodder, I love Brother Frankie, Illy Boys, and then A90, A90132 or 35. The family hired another private detective to go to Central City and look into the miss into the miss missive, but he never reported back to the Sodders and they were unable to locate him afterwards. Ah, the picture nonetheless gave them hope. They added it to the billboard, leaving uh, Central City out of it and any other published information out of fear that Lewis might come to harm and put an enlargement of it over their fireplace. So they they got this picture of a random guy. What the hell? That said the kid's name. I love brother Frankie. With a wow. bunch of numbers. George admitted to the Charleston Gazette mail late the next year that they the lack of information had been like hitting a rock wall. We can't go any further. He nevertheless vowed to continue. Time is running out for us, he admitted in another interview around the time. But we only want to know if they did die in the fire. We want to be convinced. Otherwise, we want to know what happened to them. Right. George Sauter died in 1969. Jenny oh. and her surviving children. So his entire life, he went. Oh looking. my God, I want to cry. This poor man. Jenny and, and her woman. surviving children, except John, who never talked about the night of the fire, except to say that the family should accept what happened and move on with their lives. The rest of them all continue to seek answers to their questions about the missing children's fate. After George's death, Jenny stayed in the family home, putting up a, putting a fence around it and adding additional rooms. For the rest of her life, she wore black in mourning and tended the garden at the site of the former house. After her death in 1989, the family finally took the weathered, uh, worn billboard down. Ugh. The surviving Sauter children, joined by their own children, continued to publicize the case okay. and investigate leads. They, along with other Fayetteville residents, have theorized that the Sicilian Mafia was trying to extort money from George and the children may have been taken by someone who knew about the planned arson and they would be safe if they left the house. They were possibly taken back to Italy if the children had survived all those years and were unaware of their parents and siblings had survived too. The family believes they may have avoided contact in order to keep them from harm. Sylvia Sauter Paxton, the youngest of the surviving Sauter siblings, died in 2021. She was in the house on the night of the fire, which she said was her earliest memory. I was the last one of the kids to leave the home, she recalled to the Gazette Mail in 2013. She and her father often stayed up late talking about what might have happened. I experienced the grief for a long time. She believed that her siblings survived the night and assisted with efforts to find them and publicize the case. Her daughter said in 2006, she promised my grandparents she wouldn't let the story die and that she would do everything she could. In the 21st century, the family's effort have come 
to include online forums like websleuths.com in addition to media coverage. The increase in the latter has led some who uh, have examined the case to believe that the children did in fact die in 1945. George Brack, a local author who wrote about the case in 2012, uh, book West Virginia's Unsolved Murders, believed that John was telling the truth in his original account when he said he tried to physically awaken the siblings before fleeing the house. He allows that the conclusions may still not be correct. Logic tells you that they probably did burn up in the fire, but you can't always go by logic. Stacy Horn, who did a segment on the case uh, for National Public Radio around its 60th anniversary in 2005, also believes that children's death in the fire is the most plausible solution. In contemporaneous posts, in a con contemporaneous post on her blog with material she had cut from her story for the time, she noted that the fire had continued to smolder all night after the house collapsed and that the two hours was not enough time to search the ash thoroughly. Even if it had been, the firefighters may have known, may have not known what to look for. However, she said there is enough genuine weirdness about the whole thing that if someday it is learned the children did not die in the fire, I wouldn't be shocked. In 2022, the History Channel aired an episode of its series, uh, History's Greatest Mysteries, that detailed the events of this case. Wow. Uh... So <clears throat> these kids are still considered missing today. Like if you go right onto the <clears throat> Wikipedia page, it says missing. Maurice Sauter, age 14. Martha Lee Sauter, age 12. Louis Sauter, age 10. Jenny Irene Sauter, age 8. And Betty Dolly Sauter, oh age 6. God, so there were two boys and three girls? I went missing martha maurice maurice is a boy's name yeah. right yeah. martha lewis jenny and betty so yeah. three girls and two boys and they're all still considered missing there's never it's never been solved it's wild but it just kind of like reminded there's too many weird things surrounding it it's bizarre there's too many weird things it's not like it just was a fire but there was a cut cord and the something the, hit the house wouldn't start something hit the house and then the ladder was missing the, the freaking god the freaking fire chief with the raw liver right like what is it's no, it's a major conspiracy this is weird i would, i'm invested in this isn't it crazy wow like i want to dig deeper i want to watch that episode of yes uh, I want to watch the, it. on the history channel there but like well, that's a wild story it's crazy but it just kind of like reminded me that slightly of like you're missing aunt and uncle like where are these kids where yeah, are they buried right like, we think they're buried there Holy did the shit. did the sister actually die right, like right, we don't know right. but this story i mean i know we don't normally do like uh like forensic murder mystery type stuff but like no, it's just but this is very it's interesting. just bizarre and like I don't know, man. I, I want to believe that they're still alive. Yeah. It's just too weird. Like, they get a weird phone call. Something hits the roof of the house. Then all of a sudden... All of a sudden, all of these weird turn of... And the house, on Christmas Eve. Right. And the house burns down in 45 right. minutes. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not, like, a firefighter, but I know it probably takes a little longer. Yeah. I don't I don't know the size of the house. I don't know anything like that, but... <clears throat> it's weird. Wow. But then, like, you look into it. Oh, the ladder's missing. The cars won't start. The phone cord is cut. But like, how did they get a phone call if the if the phone cord was cut? And they said like Christmas lights were still on in the house. So like, it just, nothing makes sense about this. Local people have seen the kids around. And then the fire chief couldn't drive that night. Right. It took them hours until the early morning to get there. 
right what's up with that and then they can't find anything but then they the fire chief puts a beef liver in a box yeah, and buries it fucked up why you get involved right and then like if you're not involved was he involved we don't know but the thing that was like stood out to me was the ballet school him seeing because like yeah. as a parent you know like yeah that looks like my daughter yeah. you know what i mean yeah like and then they wouldn't let him go in there and like talk to it like and these the picture like it's too weird it's too freaking weird so either someone was like severely fucking with these people yeah but this is beyond fucking i mean right. this is like i mean i never heard of this before i don't damn it's crazy i need more i know so these poor people there's that folks thank you matt for sending me this story because yeah that was wild it's it's an interesting one uh, i don't know if we did it justice because i was just kind of reading but it's it's crazy the the mafia ties are, are yeah. interesting i could see that and that lady so she didn't know and that's she like worked a, at a hotel and there were italian people talking yeah with these kids like mafia they like they don't kill women and children no they're, they're not. not gonna like no you know what i mean and if right. these kids were upstairs like the whole thing is inconspicuous because like how did anyone how see would they the... know they were in the attic how... right but did someone was the thud someone climbing up the thing and getting the kids out you know yeah but they, no one would have screamed yeah. they would have just said come with us and they would have been like okay we don't know like who knows what if the fire was already started and these people grabbed the ladder climbed up were acting like firemen little kids would run right to yeah, them yeah that's true. put them in a truck and drive away oh your parents died you know what i mean i'm thinking that then they throw the ladder down on uh, an embankment afterwards if this, this shit sounds very premeditated like mm. uh, that's what i would do yeah, if i was trying to kid, like wild. start the fire go rescue the kids acting like your firefighter hey come on the house is on fire get out like Little kids would just go with them. They wouldn't know. You're <clears throat> a 14 Yeah, it doesn't feel like the purpose of this was to actually kidnap children. The it's purpose like, was to hurt the parents. Right. Like, just burn their house down. You know what I mean? doesn't seem like they wanted to, like, kill them. Huh. Because they would have... And were the kids separated? Right. After and there's, like... And where was this girl in the ballet? Was it New it York? It was New York City. But they in, said like, the they might have been in the in Italy some of them right right there's just no consistencies it's Christ. crazy but i can only imagine as a parent how fucking nuts you would go oh crazy like seems like the wife after a while accepted it mm-hmm. and he just couldn't no but like so he died i just want to know young. like how he died a lot younger than her well how old was he does it say they've been missing for 76 years nine months and according to the wikipedia page 27 days this is like I wonder if this is like one of the longest. I don't know. It's crazy wow. though. Well, we'll have to do more investigating around this because yeah. I think it's very cool and very creepy. Yeah. And weird as hell. It's weird. Yeah. Interesting case. So yeah, if you guys have any other stories or stuff you want to say, send us. Definitely do that. But uh, thank you, Matt, for that. And uh, we've been rambling on a lot now. So let's. Uh, <laughs> we got shit to do today. We have um, shit to do. But uh bunch of Trader Joe's this morning. Yeah. Got some goodies. Got, got some good stuff. So but uh if you guys like the show, do us a huge favor and uh leave us a five star review on Apple. Share the show. Share the show. Share the show. Let's get the numbers through the roof. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And uh again, if you have we have some people coming on next week. 
We're doing a couple guest appearances on other shows. It's just scheduling is a nightmare. It's a night, a goddamn nightmare. It's a yeah. goddamn nightmare trying to, especially if you're like scheduling with people on the West Coast. Right. It's like you got to get these. Right. Because we have to wait till the kids go to bed yeah. to record anything. Because yeah. it's just they're awful Forget when it, it comes to yeah they're gonna come. Well, we, yeah, in. I mean we can't do it. No. Forget it. So it's like, but uh, yeah. If you have paranormal stories weird missed if you want to talk about a topic yeah something like this story would be great enlighten us <laughs> share, with, share with us thank you for listening yes thank and, you uh, see you on the next one see ya